0: Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. This week we have The Twisting Weeds of Death, an episode of The Hall of Fantasy that first aired in May 1953. The Hall of Fantasy originated at Chicago's WGN Radio and was syndicated by the Mutual Broadcasting System from 1952 to 1953. It aired on various dates at various times depending on the station. If you're a fan of Tales of a Supernatural Twist, you should check out our recent collection, Pulp from the Pyramids, which features pulp tales of mummies in ancient Egypt. You can find it at Amazon or other bookstores, or order directly from us at a discount. And that direct link is in the show notes. This podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. For more, visit brickpicklemedia.com. You can find a link to all of our books and our entire online store on the website. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. And now, the
1: Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural. The unusual and the unknown. Come with me, my friends. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden. Down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of. The twisting weeds of death. Try the door, Doc. All right. It's open. Let's go in. Your light on too, Todd. All right. Don't look like anyone's been in here for years. Still in pretty good condition, though. Yeah. Now let's see. That room should be over here. The door's open. Let's see what's in there. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything in here. You sure you saw what you did, Bob? I'm not lying to you, Sheriff. I know I did. Well, there's nothing in here now. Just a minute. What do you see? Over here the floor. It's soaking wet and there's seaweed on it. He's right, Doc. That is seaweed. When I saw her, her hair, it looked like it was covered with seaweed. In just a moment, the Hall of Fantasy will present The Twisting Weeds of Death. And now for our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled, The Twisting Weeds of Death. The old house stands on the bluff overlooking the sea about three miles out of town, it's been empty for almost 20 years. Through the seasons of the year, it stands there, buffeted by the sea winds, tempered by the rain and snow, till its color is changed to a dirty gray. No one goes near it. People who live in my town on the rocky coast of Maine are a superstitious lot, and ever since that stormy night so many years ago, no one goes near it. The old wives say that death is in that house. My name is Jason Fielding. I'm sure to have seen you. The job doesn't really amount to much, except in the summer when the city folks move in. Even then, my main worry is to make sure the young ones don't get out of hand. That night, the night it began, I was over at Doc Jordan's place. Usually of an evening, when he isn't out on the call and when I'm not making my rounds, you'll find me there playing the longest tournament of chess in history. Your move, Doc. Now don't press me, Jason. I have to think this out. You've been thinking it out for ten minutes, Doc. You just wait now. There. Huh. Did it take all that time for you to figure that move out? Now look here. Uh, it might be Mrs. Lord. Wife's gonna have a baby. Uh, come in. <laughs> I'd find you here, What's your about? I, I was out walking along the shore down by the old house. What were you doing down there, Bob? Your mother won't like that. I can't help it. I was walking like I said, and I, I, I saw a queer kind of light coming from one of the windows. A light in the old house? That's right, Sheriff. What did you do? Well, I, I was curious, so I decided I'd go over and take a look. I stayed in the shadows and crept up to the window. What did you see? A murder. What? That's right. This girl was in the room seeing a man. I-, I couldn't see his face because his back was to me. The girl was backing away from him and he had a scarf or something in his hands and he kept walking towards the girl and she kept crying out, No, you don't know what you're doing. And then he reached the girl and wrapped the scarf or whatever it was around her neck and he. he. he choked her to death. Why did you do something? Because I was scared, Sheriff. I-, I couldn't hardly move. But when she screamed, I'll never forget it. That scream. I snapped out of the trance I was in, but it was too late. So I ran all the way back to town to find you. Did you see the man's face? No, sir. His back was always turned to me. You and me were going back there, Bob. You want to come along, Doc? Yeah. There was a queer thing about that girl, Sheriff. Her hair. It looked like seaweed. That's where way it started. The three of us went outside and got into my car. It only took us a few minutes to reach the old house, even though the road leading up to it was gutted and overgrown with weeds. Bob Stanley said he saw a light burning. When we got there, everything was dark. This is good enough, I guess. I thought you said there was a light burning in the house. There was. There's no reason for it to be burning now. Come on, let's go. Good thing we brought along a couple of flashlights. Listen. What's the matter? Did you hear it? Hear what? I heard a scream. I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. I'm not kidding. I heard a scream. What window was the light coming from? That one. There. Well, let's go inside. We'll take sure a look. Sherry, is your place. It used to be a beautiful house before. The... Before what? You weren't even born when that happened, Bob. Before what happened? Before the murder. You mean someone was actually killed out here a long time ago, just like tonight? That's right. Someone was killed a long time ago. Try the door, Doc. All right. So, let's go in. Put your light on, too, Doc. All right. Don't look like anyone's been in here for years. Still in pretty good condition, though. Yeah. Now, let's see. That room should be over here, Let's see what's in there. There doesn't seem to be anything in here. You sure you saw what you did, Bob? I'm not lying to you, Sheriff. I know I did. Well, there's nothing in here now. Just a minute. What do you see? Over here. This is the floor. It's soaking wet. And there's seaweed on it. He's right, Doc. That is seaweed. When I saw her, her hair, it looked like it was covered with seaweed. (laughs) Who was that? I don't know. It came from this room. It couldn't. I you that scream came from this room. Turn your light around, Doc? See, I told you. Couldn't have come from this room. I tell you it did. The boy's right, Doc. It did come from this room. As far as I can see, there's no one else in here. Just the three of us. If it didn't come from this room, where did it come from? And who screamed? That's what I'd like to know. We went through the whole house, but we couldn't find a thing. I knew Bob Stanley wasn't lying. He had seen something there in that house, but whatever it was, there was no trace of it now. I dropped Bob Stanley off at his house and then let Doc off at his place. I went home, got into bed, and couldn't sleep. In my mind, I heard the echoes of the scream in that house, and I saw again that wet section of the floor with the strands of steel twisting this way and that like squirming snakes. And I had the same feeling I had when I was in the house. Nervous. And frightened. Sheriff? Rickon? This is Mr. Sanders, Sheriff. Anything wrong, Mr. Sanders? wrong, Sheriff. My voice's going. My voice's What? That's right. And look in this room. It's all red, Sheriff. And there's seaweed all over the place. <laughs> Back now to our story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. After I put the receiver down, I got dressed as quickly as I could. I went downstairs, got into my car, and drove the short distance from my house to the Stanleys. Come in, Sheriff. Come in. Have you called your relatives, Mr. Stanley? He might be there. I've called everyone in every place I thought he might have gone. He wasn't at any of op- I'd like to see you. Just come with me. When you came in, he said he'd been with you. Is that right? That's right, Miss Stanley. Where were you, the so lake? He wouldn't tell me anything about it. We were out at the old house outside of town. At the old house? what were you doing there? Bob said he saw a murder being committed out there. A murder? Do you mean he was out there alone? Yes, he came into town and got me. Will you show me his room? Yes, of course never done anything like this before. Such a nice boy. I know that, Mrs. Stanley. This is his room. Do you see what I mean, Sheriff? It's wet. The whole room, it's wet. And and the seaweed. Look at the seaweed. I see it, Mrs. Stanley. Did you hear anything tonight? Hear anything? What do you mean? After you had gone to bed, did you hear anything? No, I... Now, just a minute... I'm not sure, but I thought I heard a scream. A scream? That's right. I, I didn't hear it at all well. It was, it was just there. I felt it more than I heard it. How did you discover that Bob was missing? I couldn't sleep. I came into his room to see if he was covered, but he was gone. No, now, Mrs. Stanley, we'll get him back for you. Ever since his father died, he has been my whole life. I don't know what I'll do if anything happened to him. I'll do my best, Mrs. Stanley. Where is this sheriff? What happened to him? And, and why is this room like this? On my way to the old house, I stopped at Doc Jordan's, but he wasn't home. I figured that Mrs. Lord must be having her baby. I took a gun with me because I wasn't sure what I'd find out there. Well, I, I went to bed right after you dropped me off. I don't know how long I was asleep. But when I woke up, I I, I thought there was someone or something there in the room with me. And so when I looked down at the foot of the bed, there she was standing there. She said she needed my help. And would I come with her? So? so I went with her. We walked out here to the pool. Together, she she held my hand. The skin was soft, wet. She was a beautiful girl. We went into the house in the room we were in earlier tonight. Funny thing, there was a light on in there, but I didn't know where it came from. She was pointing to something. But a look of terror came across her face, and she screamed, "Run, run for your life! He's coming!" into the edge of the bluff. That's right. I thought I saw someone chasing me. I was afraid I so afraid I passed out. It's a good thing I found it. Yes, yes, it was. I want you to come back to town with me, Bob. I want to show you a picture. A picture of a girl who's been missing for 20 years. To his feet. There was an odor of old rotting seaweed that clung to it. I put my arm around him and helped him up to my car. Then we drove to town in my office. Doc Jordan followed us in his car. Sit down, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, sir. I'm going to show you a picture. I want you to tell me if the picture is the same as the girl you saw tonight. Feel all right now, Bob? Yeah, Doc. I'm all right. Yeah, here it is. Take your time about it, Bobby boy. Here. Well? That's her, all right. Only the color of her hair is different now. It's green. Green like seaweed. Whose picture is that, Jason? Elaine Scott's. Elaine Scott's. She's been missing for 20 years. Not missing, Doc. I side with the folks around here who say she's dead. Oh, not be a fool, Jason. Just because someone leaves town suddenly without telling anyone there's no reason to believe she's dead. Maybe not. My mom told me she was killed. It's all conjecture. The whole town seems to think that house is haunted. Why, Sheriff? That's the house where Elaine Scott lived, Bob. That's the place where she was last seen alive. That's right. It's a birthday party. You were there, Jason. So was I. All the eligible bachelors in town were there. Elaine lived there with her maiden aunt. Her folks were dead. The morning after the party, they found her aunt dead and no trace of Elaine. It was just as if she disappeared from the face of the earth. Elaine's aunt was strangled to death. And Elaine was killed too, only we never could find her body. That's where I think you're wrong, Jason. I don't think she was killed. I think she left town after she killed her aunt. Elaine wouldn't have hurt a fly, Doc. People aren't what they appear to be on the outside, Jason. You know that as well as I do. We see a man or a woman, only as they look on the outside. We don't know all the little workings of their minds. We don't know what a man really thinks. You're right, Doc, we don't know. There's lots of things in this world of ours that are mighty strange. Things we can't explain, things we aren't able to say are impossible. Like a sixth sense that warns you of danger, like you hear in someone's voice just as they die. Even though a continent separates you. Like hearing the voice of the dead when they've been gone for years. What do you mean? That's what I think happened tonight. What's the date, Bob? The 25th of May. That's right. What was the date that Lane Scott disappeared, Doc? May 25th. That's right. Twenty years ago tonight, Elaine Scott disappeared from the face of the earth. And tonight she's come back. Come back to point out the person who killed her. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Twisting Weeds of Death. We sat in my office, the three of us, Doc Jordan, Bob Stanley, and myself. Something had happened that night. Something I couldn't explain or understand. For Elaine Scott, dead for 20 years, had reappeared 20 years to the night she disappeared. You want me to tell me, Jason, that you believe the dead can return? I believe a lot of things, Doc. People might laugh at me for saying it, but I do believe they can in one way or another. Well... What are we going to do? You said she led you into the house, Bob, and she pointed you something. Did she say anything then? No, she... Yes. Yes, she did. She said this is where it happened before we went downstairs. Before we went downstairs. Do you know what she was trying to tell you? She wants you to know where her body is. Sounds like an ignorant fool, Jason. Yes, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We're going back out there, Bob. All right. You want to come along, Doc? Yes, I guess so. This time, I'm going to take a gun along. What for? Handy things to have around, a gun. That's a ghost, Bob. So a gun won't do you any good, Jase. I got my reasons. Come on, let's go. The storm must have been brewing, because we hadn't any more than slept outside when there was a big crash in of me. started to rain. You got into my car and drove out. Pretty heavy. I don't know about that. He said before we went downstairs, is it right? Yes, sir. Let's go downstairs. All right. Someone's in this house. It came from that room. The same room. Do you want to go in there, Sheriff? No, we won't find anything in there now. we will go downstairs. Here's the door at the lease this the cellar. All right, open it. I will go back to town and wait for morning. We're here now. We might as well go through with it. What do you expect to find down there, Jason? I don't know. Let's go. Watch your step. one's been down here in 20 years, stairs might be a little rickety. You see anything, Bob? No. Not. The place is heavy with... dust. When a house gets a reputation like this one has, it's bound to be like that. No one lives in it, except fighters. You see houses like this anymore? They've all got cement on the basement floor, not earth like this one is. Uh, doesn't seem to be anything down here, Sheriff. I think there is. I don't see anything. You can't see what we're looking for. Not now, anyway. What are you looking for, Jason? Elaine Scott's body. body. Elaine's body. That's right. We didn't think to look down here the day we found our aunt dead. And we searched the house, of course. I even came down here and looked around, but I didn't think to check the well. What well? It's behind that door. It's one of the secret. What's a well doing down here? They had to have water. This house isn't connected to the water system in town. Oh, well, Mr. Scott was a pretty smart fellow. He didn't relish the idea of going out in the winter snow to draw water, so he dug the well first and then built his house over it. All right, try the door. It's locked. You'll have to break it in then. You help me, Bob. Right. Together now. Be careful now. Shine your light around. Yeah. There's the well, all right. What do you expect to You we'll see. You lean over the top part of the well wall; those bricks might be loose. All right, shine your lights, Jim. The shaft is cracking a lot of places, and it's all overgrown with weeds. Yeah, I can make out something down there beneath those weeds—something white. It looks like like bones. Are all right. Bones. Elaine Scott's bones. Watch out. We better get back to the freaks. You were right after all, Jason. Uh, I guess it was. What are you going to do now? Well, that depends. On what? What happened that night, Doc? What night? The night you killed Elaine and her aunt. You're crazy. I hey, don't think so. Comes back to me now, all of it. You stayed behind after the rest of us left. What happened? We got you! Oh, oh, we got, you. Oh, we got to your. That's right. I don't try anything, Jason. Are you in there, Bob? You did kill me. That's right. Why? You know how I felt about her. I asked her to marry me. She laughed to my face. I must have lost my mind to kill them both. Ever wonder why I like to play chess with you, Jason? Because I wanted to be sure what you were doing. Because I wanted to be sure you never found out what happened. What are you going to do, Doc? I'm going to kill you. Both of you. And put you down where she is. The gun isn't loaded, Doc. What? The gun isn't loaded. You're lying. Fight and see. You asked for it, Jason. Take your gun, Jason i making a break for Let's no, <laughs> it. Go away, you Get out of right here. You mean she came back? That's right. She came back. There's a lot of things. Oh, just a lot of them. Like I said in my office. Like uh, hearing someone's voice just as they die. Or like seeing them, as you did, after they've been gone for years. Those things can't ever be explained. Elaine Scott came back to me. She was murdered. to right or wrong. Now, she can rest content. So runs tonight's tale of the unusual, the terrifying, the unknown. Join us again when next we journey down the corridor of the Hall of Fantasy hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons living or dead is purely coincidental.